Good evening and welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 159. Guess what's new? It's Metalhead Monday. At the top of the show, he's here. Yeah, I don't get to do that very often. Join you right away. I know, I thought it'd be fun tonight. <laughs> it was your choice anyway. You chose Prong, State of Emergency, yeah. new record. One of your yep. favorite bands. Great Is. stuff. And you chose the challenge, so I thought... You should be up front and personal on this one. Why not? Why not? Why not? And I had to let everybody get that spectacular view behind you from the top of the show. Look at that. Yeah, working on the nerd cave. Got my bookcases moved in here. And uh, I think I sent a bunch of pictures of uh, mm -hmm. all the little details to you earlier. So, but yeah, it's, I'll probably tweak the little knickknacks and whatever we got over here got a bunch of action figures and you know super nerdy crap everywhere so yes dvds graphic novels all that fun stuff yeah his retirement fund is behind him <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well, you know. i wish well okay your retirement viewing is behind you <laughs> that, yes well, one way we'll or suck the other. up my time once i have nothing else to do <laughs> Yeah, that'll never happen. Everybody always says, when I retire, I have less time than when I was working. And I'm thinking, you're doing it wrong. I don't know what's, what your problem is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like somebody's doing it wrong. Indeed. All right. Well, um, we do have a, a couple of things to get to on the show. But um, you did send a uh, quick, hey, check this out. This just happened. The yeah. Lamb of God. Yes. So uh, we're big Lamb of God fans. We just saw them live not too long ago. Um, they, so this is like the, I, about the one year anniversary of the release of their mm -hmm. last album, Omens. And they've been doing a lot of stuff around that. Um, I think they released like a kind of a making of behind the scenes documentary type thing, um, which I have not watched yet. I will. I'm not either. I, I've seen a couple of clips here and there. Um, but they released a new song that they recorded during the Omen sessions. It's called Evidence. And man, I if I was in a band, <laughs> I feel like when you sat down to like track the album and all that, I would have a hard time because I mean, there's nothing about this song specifically <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, it shouldn't be on the album. No, it's terrible. It doesn't fit. Now, oh, I no, mean, no. It's great and it fits perfectly with all of the rest of the album. So I don't, you know, whoever's making the decisions to cut what I, you know, what good, good on them. <laughs> or it could be easily be like the first track of a new record. It's, it's really good. I wish I would yeah. have sat down and actually taken some notes on it, but it's a freaking banger. Yeah. Um, again, man, those drums, he just, he slays it. They're so yeah. tight. Um, yeah. Uh, they're just fantastic. And that song is great. I agree. Just kinda... And I would just say too, this, I know you'd seen them before. This was my yeah. first time seeing them mm -hmm. live and live. They are just as tight. They are so cohesive when they play. Oh yeah. Uh, and it, that was, it was phenomenal. That was, a uh, the, the headliner of any show yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, Seeing Lamb of God live, like, uh, I mean, they could not have brought in, I think, a better drummer to mm -hmm. replace Chris Adler than Art Cruz. And, I mean, he totally delivers live. 
just absolutely amazing. And Randy, man, I <laughs> he's got to be in the front runner for probably one of the best metal front men working today. He I is mean, fantastic. Oh, my God. Just and a little... Was- ball of energy the voice is there i mean he's amazing for as active as he is to Mm -hmm. still have the voice the whole time um you know you always see on these shows people dance around they all have you know they're all lip syncing because they Mm -hmm. can't sing while they're dancing that dude is everywhere and he brings it yes Um, absolutely fantastic yeah good stuff um well that was good and then um the other thing we have tonight before we do the record is a challenge that uh, I think weren't you the the Halloween challenge last time? Um, no, that's what this is. It's or well, wait, I mean, last year it was Halloween songs, I think, from you, and this one is songs maybe. about death, which maybe, is similar, yeah. but yeah, I think these are both yeah. yours. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is our first show in October, so I, you know, it's just like, hey, we're kicking off the spooky season. Why not just throw out three songs that you love about death? So, you know, get, get, just get right into the spooky stuff and talk about <laughs> dead people and how we get dead people and what we do to dead people and you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. I'm going to be mulched. Marianne and I have decided that we are <laughs> nice. going into that mulching process and turned into a tree. Nice. Uh, it is amazing. It's friendly for the environment. We will live Great. on and, um, you know, eat up carbon dioxide because we're trees. It's going to be amazing. There you go. So. Circle of life. All right. Well, <laughs> the circle, kind of an oblong, because I don't know that's technically the circle, but I'm going to count yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's cool. I think the circle of life would have something to do with you being eaten and pooped out and fertilized something. And <laughs> Well, according you know, uh, to Mufasa, you turn into the grass. So technically, if we're mulched and put underneath a tree, maybe we'd become grass. There you go. Of course, there's no... <laughs> antelope to eat grass in indiana but <laughs> maybe i'll become an oak tree or a sycamore maybe a dog will come by and graze on some <laughs> yeah that's probably more like it probably hey so before we get started do you want to share your wife's death songs yeah so we were uh, we took a little oh that's another thing too we took a little trip down to brown county a few days ago we went back down there to the brown county music center down in uh, southern indiana and saw mr brian setzer little uh he's got a rockabilly riot tour going on and man just what a show it it was zero production mm-hmm. i don't even think they brought their own lights it was literally him, a drummer, and an upright bass player. And damn, they were good. Man, All about the I, music. Those rockabilly guys, I just think they're incredibly musicians. Mm-hmm. And it was he seemed happy to be there and he put on a good show and it was super fun. But anyway, on in our travels, we were talking about this. Uh, challenge and uh, sh- she got to thinking about it and she threw out a few. So I was looking for three. She gave me three and I think an honorable mention. So um, she's a big Hozier fan. Mm-hmm. So there's a song of his called in a week and there's a female vocalist on this song, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> it's just credited as Hozier. So, um, but her voice is amazing. But it's them kind of singing together about like 
basically just being in love and laying down in the grass and dying together and they'll find us in a week and you know stuff like that like they're so in love they just want to die together and be found cool um it's a pretty great song uh she put uh fire and rain from james taylor so little little old, old school. school it's yeah. right he's got a great voice and uh a tune from death cab for cutie who i am not i mean obviously i know who they are i do right. not know this song it's called i will follow you into the dark nice i don't know that song i'll have to check it out mm-hmm. um and there's uh we like a lot of the irish stuff so her honorable mention was the chieftains with allison krauss Mm-hmm. Uh, a song called Molly Ban. I don't know the so, song. I know the group, but yeah, okay, interesting. So, pretty cool. She had uh, she had some ideas, so I told her to send them to me, and we talked about them. Very nice. Okay, that that Hosier song is really great. I I'd recommend anybody checking that out. All right. Well, I'm glad that she played along. I thought yeah. I just checked the the email, thinking maybe T Bags had sent his over. Mm-hmm. Didn't get those, but I was hoping we would. Yeah. So, okay. Are we going to go back and forth? Um, uh, sure. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Do you want me to go with my? Are we doing three to one? Does it matter? Probably. I. Uh, that's probably what I was going to do. Okay. I'm going to go with my weird choice. Okay. Because. This is a strange one, but I love it. Um, it's B Girl by Pearl Jam. And it's an ode to the girl who dressed up as the bee in um, No Rain video. No kidding. If, if, if you remember that. Yeah, and so what happened beyond that is this girl, like I think the parents were kind of crazy and they thought like this was going to be her break and she was going on shows and it was like this was her career. Huh. And so they wrote this song. Um about this it's kind of about her it's like a cautionary tale but then it kind of veers over into the death of shannon hoon okay um sort of metaphorically or whatever um and one of the lines is uh time is long but life is short and it's how you yeah. live your time in there i just thought that was an interesting one and it was on lost dogs um by pearl jam so it's not very well known they've played it live a couple of times yeah it's a strange little number but I always okay. found it kind of interesting that it was just like a little piece of time back in 93. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, go. yeah, that is about something very specific, but mm-hmm. yeah, you tie the Shannon Hoon story in there, you know, that's pretty sad how that Absolutely. ended, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, yeah, it was kind of like being somebody you're not like getting mm-hmm. caught up in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so for him, it's caught up in the whole rock star moment and then you ultimately pay for it. And then in her case, it was, very strange. I think it was just one of those Hollywood mom type things, you know? Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. So B girl, Pearl jam, my number three. They they were kind of, uh, living vicariously through her. And I think it sounds like they were probably hanging their, uh, financial hopes on her a little bit. And a a girl's ridiculed as being dressed up as a bee in a video. Yeah. (laughs) Odd. Yeah. What's your number three? All right. So, you know, I, I can't run from the name Metalhead Monday, so I had to go with uh, one of my favorite metal songs about death, which is actually from the band Death. Um, 
It is called Altering the Future. It's a great, great song. Um, and it kind of deals with um, kind of the, a broad spectrum of how society treats the giving and taking of life. Mm-hmm. Like, and how arbitrary that can seem sometimes. And uh, some of the lyrics, it says, uh, death and life taken so easily, right or wrong, whose choice will it be? As uh, uh, abortion when it is needed, execution for those who deserve it, the giving and taking of life will always be altering the future. So it's kind of, you know, just about how America as a society treats death and who's to say what's right and wrong and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yep. You could uh, debate that one all day. That's kind of a cool. I like that. What's the name of the band? Death. It is straight up death. All right. Yep. It is uh, a Florida death metal band. One of the pioneers of Florida death metal, uh, it's basically Chuck Schuldiner was the guy he's passed away. Now he yeah. had some, I think he had some kind of cancer, but uh, just great, great band. Death. Okay. I thought when you were kind of linking it to death, you were going to go with cannibal corpse, but no, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure I could say some of those song titles on YouTube. I mean, I could, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just have never gotten behind Cannibal Corpse. I don't know. They do it for me. Yeah, they're not one of my favorites. I, I respect them for what they do. And uh, a lot of their album covers are by Vince Locke, who's a great oh, comic book artist. he's fantastic. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah. And uh, their current singer, which is, you know, they had their original singer. They parted ways with him a long time ago, but their current singer is uh, George Corpse Grinder Fisher, <laughs> and uh, I, he's the best. He's got his neck is about this wide, and <laughs> there are shirts of him. It's got his face on it. And it says "Respect the Neck." He's battling but, with uh, Corey Taylor on big necks. <laughs> yeah, but he does. He travels around and he plays um, the like the crane machines, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's super, super good at them, and he plays them all the time. And all the stuff he wins, he donates to like local children's charities and That's stuff. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny you mentioned that because we're watching uh, Arrested Development, and they just had the big crane episode yesterday. I've never so. seen that show. It's an odd one. It's yeah. funny and quirky, but yeah, a lot of great people yeah. in it for sure. Um, all right, my number two. So I, I almost went there are two different songs I could have gone with on this, and it is Slipknot. Um, the first one is Till We Die, which is a song that they would play at the end of concerts, and they put Paul Gray's oh yeah, um, over coveralls okay. out there and all that, you know. But the one I went with is Goodbye, which is the song actually for him. And uh it's really, I mean, it's a touching song, and um uh, you know, there's lots of turmoil in the band and part of what made them great was just the banging of heads and, you know, all mm-hmm. this energy and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it says maybe we can all recognize a moment of silence. Maybe we can finally agree on the same point of view. A long time ago, we believed and we were united. So the last thing on earth I'm ready to do is say goodbye. 
almost like a galvanizing moment for the band as well, coming together after his death. Yeah. Great song. Um, it's on point five, the great chapter, obviously, for Paul Gray. So uh, goodbye, my number two. Very cool. Uh, my number two, I uh, went with another metal song. Don't worry, they're not all metal songs. They but, can be, um, I don't care. Uh, my number two, <laughs> I had to go with Dead Skin Mask by Slayer. <laughs> so this song is on Seasons of Seasons in the Abyss, which came out in like 1990, I think. Um, it is super creepy. It's not like a faster song. So mm -hmm. Slayer slowed down automatically, I think sounds a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, but this song specifically is about Ed Gein. So hence dead skin mask, because mm -hmm. that's, he, you know, killed people to use their skin mm -hmm. to make different things and whatever. And it, it, it kind of has, so the lyrics are all about that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it's kind of from the point of view of Ed Gein. So that adds to the creepy level. But like, if you're sitting in the dark, listening to this with headphones, there, there, there is uh, like the <laughs> end, the end. It's like, I don't know if it's really a kid or if it's just somebody that they like kind of pitch their voice to sound like mm. a kid, but it, it's, it, it's almost like a scene of a kid either you don't really know if he's in like a pit or a cage or a closet or something, but he's just like, you know, hello, hello, Mr. Gein, where are you? Can you let me out, please? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it is the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> is he the guy that they modeled uh, Cowboy Bill after whatever from uh, Silence of the Lambs? Um... Kind, kind of, yeah. I know there there's, was one serial killer that they did kind of, you know, take that from. There's parts of that in there. I mean, yeah, Hannibal Lecter probably a little bit too, but I don't know. I don't know if there's any real evidence that Ed Gein actually ate people. I don't remember, but <laughs> I was just thinking but, of this, wearing the skin part, you know, yes. that was like a big deal. So yes, he did similar stuff like that. They saw where he was trying to make. I don't know. I think he made like leggings or pants or something. Did he make jeggings? Maybe. That would be clever with human skin. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> super creepy song about a serial killer. Nice. So uh, I'm going to go next with Sarah McLaughlin. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Angel is an amazing song. The yeah. stupid dog people have ruined it. And I can't even <laughs> listen to it now because all I think of are sad dogs, sad dogs and our dogs blind and getting older. And so I don't even want to think about it. So Sarah, yeah. you're going to have to take a back seat. But at, at one time that was amazing. Like yeah. Early stuff killed me anyway. But um, so I did not choose that, um, but I did have it written down just in case. But my uh, choice is welcome to the black parade. Oh, and nice. I love you know, Gerard Way is like a Morrison acolyte or something anyway. He follows that. And so I love this concept that death comes back to you in a favorite memory. I think that concept is so cool. And the fact that he loved the parade and, you know, he says, uh, when I was a young boy, you know, my father mm -hmm. took me, you know, 
that yep. whole scenario and and kind of lessening the fear of death and um, the fact that we're all going to die and it comes back as this awesome memory. And so we kind of yeah. live on forever. And I love that concept. And it's a great song anyway. So my number one best death song ever is Welcome to Black Parade. Very cool. Great song. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this song on the show before. <laughs> but <laughs> if we're talking about songs about death, this is, I think my absolute favorite is uh, it angel by sarah mclaughlin it, it is not it oh been, but not i had you um it's a little ditty by the violent femmes called country <laughs> death song <laughs> oh i love the femmes it this song i will never forget the first time i heard it because i wasn't always a huge violent femme song i kind of came to them later mm-hmm. um and i heard the song and it was a live version and I was just like, it immediately pulled me in and I'm like, what in the world is he talking about? And it's just a first person, you know, perspective story about a farmer talking about killing his family. (laughs) (laughs) And it is so deranged and just, you know, it's psychological and, it, it just the details and, and the delivery. It's, you know, violent femmes. You don't think of them as really like, you know, creepy or they're kind of kooky, kind of weird mm-hmm. and whatever. But, um, and Gordon's voice, man, I don't know why it works so well. I think it works so well because his voice is kind of disarming. Like it, it's so singular that it's kind of disarming. And then to hear him, he kind of like deadpans it a little bit. And to hear that voice saying these words, it's just, man, it works so well. And it's just good storytelling, really good storytelling. I always think to myself, when Gordon was younger, when he would sing, did he ever think, God, I've got a great voice? because <laughs> it's one of those where he's not a good singer but he sounds great so but how do you know yeah you know what i mean like what makes you with that voice go on and say i'm gonna do this yeah it's not your typical voice that's for yeah. sure i don't know but i love that song yeah there. i have i have love been it. called morbid for liking this song as much as i do <laughs> yeah, but right. i will defend it <laughs> <laughs> and and if you're morbid well, you're morbid i don't know you're not making skin suits or anything. So it's a good story, man. I just it's like a good story. <laughs> I'm a narrative fiend. So what can I say? Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm, I am curious though, and I hope I have to talk to T-Bags to see what his songs would have been. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he would have come yeah. up with some doozies. It would have been Nine Inch Nails and Tool. <laughs> and, Surely uh, not. And Damien Rice and. <laughs> Dermot Kennedy. Dermot Kennedy. <laughs> I don't know if he's got any songs about death. I can think of. Find out. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, that brings us to the record this week, which is State of Emergency from Prong. Yeah. And why is this one of your favorite bands, Monday? Uh, this is a band I've been listening to uh, since about 1990 with their album Beg to Differ. I probably found them on Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I don't I just always love them. Uh, it's one of those bands too, where it's Tommy Victor is really the only through line for beginning mm-hmm. to end. It has been there. They are typically a trio. There was a time where they had a keyboard player and when they had a little bit more of an industrial sound for a couple of albums, but typically a trio, it's always a rotating cast on bass and drums. Um, this is prong is where I found Art Cruz. You know, saw him live a couple times, met him. He's a great dude. Of course, he's with Lamb of God now and just amazing. But yeah, it, it's their their groove. Prong is to me all about the groove. You've mm-hmm. got the groove, you've got the pinch harmonics on the guitar. That's like a signature Tommy thing. And man. His voice just works for the style of music that they play. Mm-hmm. So good. It's pretty diverse too. It's not yeah. like the same. Doesn't he does not sing the same on every song? Yeah, which is cool. I like that part. So, um, well, and we've talked a little bit about a couple of these songs because we were doing them as we they were released, but we'll still touch on them here a little bit because we're looking at this as a whole piece. Yeah. Um, all songs for the record, and the first song is "The Descent." The Descent, and does it descend into brilliance as far as an album opener goes? Just I say yes. I say absolutely yes. I concur. This is, I mean, there's um, a little bit of variance in you know, speed and groove and stuff in this as we go through the album. But I think this one sets the stage very well. Uh, I mean, it is that absolute classic prong sound and it is fantastic. One of yeah, my, it comes favorites. in hard and fast. It like we yeah. hit the ground running with this song and it had one of my favorite pieces of wordplay on it. It said okay. descent into descent. D-E-S-C-E-N-T into D-I-S-S-E-N-T. I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty clever the way that they yeah. did that. And there's a lot of talk of dissension and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, almost totalitarianism in some things and being told what we're supposed to think. That kind of runs through this whole record. Yeah. So I thought that was a clever start to that whole thing. I saw... So I'm in a prong fan group on Facebook and I saw somebody... Somebody read in a review that they like they accused like Tommy's gone down a QAnon rabbit hole. And I was like, mm, this is kind of always been this way. <laughs> so, well, I hope it's not QAnon because that is like, yeah, way far out there. I was um, like, I don't, I don't a... feel like this is any different than any other prong album. You know, it's, he talks about this kind of stuff all the time. But what he's saying right there, like most of the stuff that he's saying here is anybody has had you know it listens at all pays attention whatsoever we are being told all the time what to think and do and if you don't oh yeah nobody wants to listen to you like sure. there is no place for discourse anymore and so yeah. i kind of feel like that's what this is talking about i don't yeah, yeah. see those deep state <laughs> craziness things on yeah. here but yeah never knew <laughs> um okay so we both agree that is a great album opener and then we go into yep. uh state of emergency 
title track. track. Yep. And mm-hmm. this one, uh, I don't remember hearing it too much on the descent, but this one, absolutely. You get that signature pinch harmonic sound that Tommy mm-hmm. loves so much. Um, I really love the drums on this song. That and was the one thing I put down here, man. I looked up the, uh, like the, tried to look up the credits for this and i i couldn't so i found wikipedia which whatever it said was incorrect because it actually it said um jason christopher on bass and tyler i'm gonna butcher this tyler baglioli mm-hmm. on drums and Tyler actually replied because I posted in this group, like asking if anybody knew who played and Tyler himself. Actually, he was like, I didn't play on the record. I'm just a live drummer for now. So I was like, cool. And somebody said they read a review that said it's Steve Evitz on bass and Griffin McCarthy on drums. I'm not familiar with either one of those guys, no, but either. I hope that's who it is. <laughs> well, whoever it is was great. And it really kicked in the double bass on this one. Yeah. Um, it slowed down just a little bit from that first song, but it was still just as hard. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like the vocal delivery on this one. Yeah, very cool. So, good song. Breaking Point. That was another one that was released yep. earlier that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I do you hear that? I don't know if you hear this or not, but in the opening parts, there's this little squeal thing that goes up. It really made me think of Slipknot a little bit. They okay. do that on some of their songs. I mean, that's kind of the, that's the harmonic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really playing and it just kind of goes, Wee! Yeah. 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 That's the harmonic. Uh, Dimebag used to use that a lot. Zach mm-hmm. uses that a lot. Mm-hmm. So this was Tommy's, just really pronounced. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I like, there's several different riffs in this song that I think really work well together. Very cool song. I really like the callback vocals on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty snazzy uh non-existence is the next one and it's different we get a little different vibe going on here a little smoother uh-huh. um i didn't think the groove was quite as deep quite as heavy and the vocals were a little bit more melodic on this one yeah i think this one this one actually has not been released as a single but i feel like this might be the most radio friendly song yeah on the album. well there's one more that's probably more so um but yeah and this uh, I got a sense listening to this that uh, the guitar parts were all kind of different variations on similar riffs. Like it kind of, they were similar, but slightly different. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like layered I'm not, over a, each I'm other, not a musician. I don't play guitar. I don't know how to make that make sense. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, variations on a theme, I guess. Yeah, and I dug the line, it's better to be living than to be of no use. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that one mellows out a little bit, and then Light Turns Black comes right back in, mm-hmm. just killing it with the heavy guitar, Yeah, um, and brings us back into where we were before. And uh, I didn't love this one as a mm-hmm. like as a song. I, I appreciated the, um, the guitar mm-hmm. on this one, but not one of my favorites. Uh, same. Yeah. This is like our, you know, we talk about the mid album slump a little bit. Uh, this is about all of that for me, maybe this song. Cause I don't, I don't think that 
holds i think we get right back into some good stuff and mm-hmm. this is not a bad song i would never mm-hmm. say that but uh, you know looking at this as a whole this might be you know the one where it, it kind of dips out for me a little bit and then we come right back with the next song which was called who told me who told me um uh lyrically this one didn't hit me as as much but uh did really dig the breakdown mm-hmm. musically on this one and um i did like this song but for me there was almost a two song slog as we say mm-hmm. um this one and light turns black for me were not they didn't hit me okay um there was uh one part of this song that i really liked that kind of uh when i talk about anthrax a lot they have in a lot of their songs they have like this really kind of signature bounce to mm-hmm. their yeah to their grooves I think this one hit on that a little bit. Prong has a version of that every once in a while, and that was pretty prominent in parts of this song, and I really enjoyed that. All right, then we're up to obeisance. Did you look up what that means, or did you already know? I didn't look it up. So I had to look it up because I was super curious. And um, according to the dictionary, it is... You can say it obeisance or obeisance mm-hmm. and that it is a gesture expressing deferential respect, such as a bow or curtsy. Yeah. I figured it had something to do with being well, obeying or. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, had ne- I had never heard that word. So I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> we had another little change up in the music, though. I dug that. Yes. Um, really cool chorus on this one. Yes, this was when I first listened through this, I just had it playing while I was doing stuff around the house. And when this one came on, I was like, oh, what is this? (laughs) And uh, because that opening riff, which it Mm -hmm. comes back over and over in the song, it is so cool. It's just one of those kind of slow, chuggy riffs. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, just super low and mean sounding and this this was one of my favorite songs on the album yeah i you know what they there's almost like a a prog feel to some of their stuff because they do that a lot where they've got this this kind of riff going or the sound going and they kind of go away from it and then they come right back to it and i think it seems more in your face because some of those riffs are so deep and yeah. everything that when they go away you know and then they come back it's like oh oh there it is again you know yeah because it is really pronounced um, yeah yeah and this is where for me, that brought me back into the record. And I was like, okay, we're cool. going again. And then the next song is my favorite song on the record. This no one kidding. hit me out of left field. Like, holy cow, what is this? And uh, it's an excellent song. Yeah. It sounds almost like an old punkish type song. and it's, There's uh, a reason for that. Oh, sweet. Can't wait to hear it. But yeah, the vocal performance is awesome. It's got a super cool groove. And it almost doesn't seem to fit the record, but then oddly enough, it even fits it better because it just really stands out and, and hits me in the sweet spot. Yeah. So, um, prong is heavily influenced by killing joke. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. That, that's where you get the sound mm-hmm. when I heard it. And immediately I was like, boom, that's killing joke. Yep. I hear and, it now. uh, to the extent where, there were a couple of their albums that, uh, well, I wish I knew what year to what year, but there was a time where uh, Paul Raven from Killing Joke 
was in prong. He played bass in prong. Ah, So he was with them for several years in the nineties. And um, so, yeah, this, this one is very killing joke. It's Tommy's wearing that on his sleeve here, which is great. It sounds amazing. This is also one of my favorite songs on the album. And I, I love his vocals on this song. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. It's of another time. It's so cool. Um, and then again, like the, the next song compliant, we get another different vocal style, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. A really cool guitar solo break on this one. And one of the things like we were talking about earlier, where you thought he was like down a, a QAnon hole or whatever. Um, I just thought it was poignant commentary on politics right now. Enemies of the regime in their war on reality. The ones that disagree, destroy them entirely. And that's what yeah. we do. Yeah. If, if you don't agree with them, well, you're wrong and we're going to show you why you're wrong and yeah. we're warring with each other over <clears throat> ideas. Yeah. It's just crazy. So I, 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 this song is fantastic. Yeah. I, all of that. I don't really have anything to add. I, that's yeah. Spot and on. Your answer is ditto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's a, like the song that the music is perfect. The, the lyrics are great. It's exactly what you want songs to do. So mm-hmm. um, back New York city, the next one. And I'll let you take this one. So, I mean, Tommy is from New York City. Uh, He was a sound man at CBGB. That's where Prong Mm -hmm. started. Uh, He was a sound man. I think uh, I'm going to get his last name wrong. I think it might be Troy Kirkland. But any the 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 original bass player in Prong was the doorman at CBGB. So. They have super, super deep roots in the punk and hardcore scene. And this is really just kind of a, a love letter to that. I mean, it's all, you know, I want to go back to New York City where I belong, where I live, you know, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And and it kind of touches on that. Uh, I would say a little more of the hardcore sound than the punk sound. Um, it's really yeah. fast paced. This is really yes. heavy. The past, yeah. 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 This, I mean, this is just straight up uh, Tommy a love letter from Tommy to his hometown. Yeah. No, I, it was a good song. I really yes. liked it. And I, I did dig that it came out of the last two and it really hit hard and fast. Yep. And uh, they do that a lot on this record. I think the, the way that they place the songs mm-hmm. on this really makes sense because it's kind of a roller coaster. We don't get mm-hmm. just stuck in a groove. They break us out over and over. And yeah. I, I hope it's intentional. I don't know, but I mean, it makes sense to me, you know, track listing, I think should be pretty strategic. So mm-hmm. I, I would not doubt that it is here. I agree. And then the last one is this song called Working Man. I, I don't know anything about so, it. Um, when I first heard it, I saw <laughs> the title and I was like, hmm. And then I heard it and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear what Steve says about this. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I, I did. And- I love it. This is a great cover. They basically... They didn't really change anything. They slowed it down a hair and made it super heavy. But I mean, it's basically if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, it's it is a great, great cover. Yeah. I mean, they just tuned it down. So it's yes. a little bit deeper. Yeah. And they slowed it down, which is smart. I, you know, a band like this doesn't need to be doing yeah. what in the boy, you know. But I I don't feel yeah. You know, you know, you you know, in your favorite bands, there you're like you're the gatekeeper of whether or not this is going to yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. But the first record is not. I mean, I love Working Man, but I don't feel as much for it. This is, you know, John Rutsey. This isn't Neil Peart, you know, and um, 
so I don't have as much of a connection per se. So I'm like more open to people doing things with it, which is really makes me worried about ghosts doing uh, red sector a, but um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a chance because this is phenomenal. I mean, they really yeah. did do a, a, just an awesome job. And uh, Victor says, uh, Tommy said rush was the first power trio that he mm -hmm. ever saw and yep. he was blown away by him. Mm -hmm. So kudos to him for taking this one on and yeah like and i said they're they've pretty much always been a trio except for a mm -hmm. short period of time where they had a keyboard player so yeah no a great closer great album closer yep. and uh just overall a fantastic record i'll go first this is your baby um i would say probably a four out of five there was there were two songs i didn't love but that isn't to say I didn't like them. They just, I didn't love them. And the other ones I did. Disconnected blew me away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Breaking Point, I think, is fantastic. The Descent, killer opener. This is a uh, one that I will definitely listen to again. And um, couldn't like it much more. So, Yeah. Uh, Prong is, man, it's one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, I did not see them live for a long time and then I saw them twice pretty quickly. So, uh, I'd love to see them again. Um, you know, like a new prong album for me, it, it's like wrapping up in a warm blanket. It's just mm. comforting. It feels <laughs> good. It makes me happy. And there are no huge missteps here. I don't think there are really any missteps here. Oh. It, it's just always great to hear Tommy again. So I, I would easily go four and a half out of five for me. I love prong. Excellent. So the word on the street is listen to this people. It is worth your time. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Next week. We have no idea what we're doing. That's just how we do it. Cause we don't know what's out. I think we might have something, but I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> But we do have an announcement that I almost forgot about. <laughs> Let's hear it. So uh, I went with my son, Fane, my 19-year-old. Uh, we went to a show, saw Stabbing Westward, which is, you know, love that industrial sound. It's one of my favorites. Um, they had an opener who I had never heard of, and it was one woman on stage by herself. And she was absolutely amazing. Blew, blew me away. She goes by Aya Toya. Um, and she's just, she's great. But I reached out to her and, you know, I said she has a new single coming out at the end of this month, um, which is actually produced by Walter Flackis from Stabbing Westward. Mm -hmm. uh, so... We, we are not going to get her before that single comes out. She is going to come on the show and talk to us. So the single drops at the end of the month, and then uh, she will be on our show November 6th. And three days after that, she is releasing a video for the song that's coming out. So she'll come on our show and talk all about the video and hopefully, you know, get the word out on that so yeah yeah but so she's mark great your calendars, she's, people yeah she seems really cool she's you know i've interacted with her a little bit now and she's seems really nice so 
looking really forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Cannot wait to meet her on the show and uh, ask those hard-hitting questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. We're just going to throw softballs. I listened to her on another podcast, and it was – she is she's based in Chicago. She's from Poland. So mm-hmm. she's yeah, she has a very, very thick accent. So but she, you know, she's fine. She can speak the English. So more friends of the show. You can't yeah. beat that. Hope so, man. She's awesome. All right. Mr. Mundy, where in the heck can we find you when we're not watching you on this show? Well, you just go to Instagram and type in my handle from the show, Metalhead Monday, at Metalhead Monday. And probably see some pictures of my cat. We've been going to live shows a lot (laughs) this year. Pictures of me and my wife. You know, whatever. We're boring. Awesome. Love it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at Wanderings woolgathering.com you guys got to check it out we're putting up music uh, articles and stuff we're doing some comics reviews so wanderings woolgathering.com you can also find our show there it lists them all you can click on them and it takes you wherever you need to go you can uh, watch them on our youtube channel you can check them out over at uh, apple spotify Castbox. is Castbox on or stitcher i don't think so stitcher went away stitcher's gone yeah yeah and soundcloud so no reason you shouldn't be watching the show um, it's an all, all in one wanderings, Check that out. Um, we will be back next week. We're not sure with what yet, but it's going to be riveting. You can count on it or his name is not metalhead Monday. Check his birth certificate. It really says metalhead Monday. His parents. It might. See, nobody knows. You don't know. He's an enigma wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> Bye now. Bye <laughs> now.